I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to the volcanoes of Indonesia and how we are altering the way our skies are going to look in the future. In August of 2016, I dragged my massively unfit self on the steep inclines of Mount Ijen, located in the eastern part of the island of Java in Indonesia. But Mount Ijen is no ordinary volcano. In fact, it is one of the world's most unusual. That's because instead of producing the usual red lava and black smoke, its underground activities result in bright blue flames rising up into the air. It is a sight to behold, and I highly recommend you Google the images. By the way, the bright blue flames are seen when the volcano's sulfuric gases come in contact with the air at a temperature of 360 degrees. The Asian volcano has some of the highest levels of sulfur in the world, and long exposures are known to cause lung damage. Getting to Ijen isn't easy either. The trek starts at about two in the night. and one passes through noxious sulfur fumes on the way to the summit sounds like a very unpleasant trek right but ijen attracts thousands of climbers each year and is very much of the tourist trail and i too hopped two volcanoes in my one week short trip but about 400 kilometers away in the lesser sunda islands of indonesia lies mount tambora tambora unfortunately does not elicit the kind of interest ijen does on an average Only about fifty people in a year summit Mount Tambora. Oh, and being remote is not the reason why so few people go there. The story goes back to the fifth of April, eighteen fifteen. Mount Tambora started to rumble with activity. Over the next few days, the rumbling grew. On April tenth, eighteen fifteen, it began to spew liquid rocks from deep beneath the Earth's crust. It was one of the most powerful eruptions in recorded history. The volcano's effect on the planet's climate was so drastic that global temperatures dropped for nearly a decade. It spewed so much ash and aerosols into the atmosphere that the sky darkened and the sun was blocked from view. It led to what some have called 1816, the year without a summer, which was accompanied by food shortages, severe monsoons, and reductions in ocean temperature in 1816 there was 80% more global rainfall than expected particularly for switzerland france germany and poland 1818 saw the opposite unusually low rainfall which caused droughts in most of europe and asia while 10000 people died as a direct result of the eruption another 60000 died due to indirect causes such as starvation and disease all the ash and other particulates in the atmosphere led to a reddening of skies at twilight this happened because ash and particulates scatter sunlight more than the earth's atmosphere does on its own so it appears redder the unintended effect of this reddening was on the artists who painted sunsets reproducing precisely what they saw 
unknowingly, they created an artistic record of the atmospheric conditions of the years succeeding the eruption. Almost 200 years later, these paintings caught the eye of a group of Greek and German researchers, led by Christos Xerephos of the Academy of Athens. They realized that they could use the colors included in those painted skies to better understand historical climate patterns. By comparing the amount of red and green in the painted sunsets, Xerephos was able to calculate the amount of volcanic aerosols in the sky where the painting was created. To demonstrate that the depiction of sunsets in paintings actually reflected an environmental reality, Xerephos created a measurement called aerosol optical depth, which was derived from the ratio of red and green pigments along the horizon in the paintings he examined. He compared aerosol optical depth for paintings created between 1500 and 2000, a period that included more than 50 large eruptions with other climate data. He validated his findings by data from Greenland's ice cores. All this is great, but what does it have to do with climate change? Man-made pollution also scatters sunlight, just like volcanic ash does. As we continue to pollute our planet, increasing aerosols and particulate content in our atmosphere, we are going to change the way our skies look. I'm reminded of a 2015 documentary narrated by Sir David Attenborough, a natural historian. The documentary tracks the evolution of flight in animals. It was titled, Conquest of the Skies. Fast forwarding a few decades, we may see another conquest of the skies. One which may not be worth celebrating. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram. <laughs>